Okay, everyone, welcome to episode number five of the Who Knew World War II podcast. My name's Kevin, and I'm a kindergarten teacher learning all about World War II from our young historian, Kai. Kai, hello. Hello. That's right, and each episode of the Who Knew World War II podcast, Kai, teaches me and teaches you guys out there more about World War II from his research and uh, the things he's learning to share with you. And uh, in this episode, we've got a very interesting topic. What are we going to be talking about today, Kai? Today, we'll be talking about the reasons why America joined World War II, and that is the attack on Pearl Harbor. Okay. Yeah, so um, Kai, this, Kai this week is taking on, or this episode, um, Pearl Harbor and the battle at Pearl Harbor and everything that happened there, and I'm looking forward to learning. So Kai, let's just jump right into things. So um, can you tell us about about Pearl Harbor? Uh, Pearl Harbor is in the, the Hawaiian Islands, and it is on the island of Oahu. It's in a bay which is a very, uh, very uh, unique spot and a very uh, good spot to have a naval base in because it is uh, inland and uh, it has an island in the middle of it, which it's called Ford Island Air Base, which uh, contains um, seaplanes, fighter planes, helicopters, um, anything you can think of. And um, because of its pr- uh, natural protection... Uh, it had a very great advantage, and also with the the Pearl Harbor big there, the it was a very good settlement for the U.S. Pacific Fleet. Okay, so Pearl Harbor was a major American naval base. Of course, Hawaii is an American state. It was a large naval base there. Um, so yeah, Kai, I was wondering if you. So you said that was the home of the Pacific Fleet. So at this point um, in World War Two. Um, America wasn't involved in the war, were they? Yes, uh, President Franklin D. Roosevelt tried to avoid joining the war because he, he wanted to have America avoid war because of the heavy losses they've faced uh, during World War One. Okay. And the, the morality, the, the dismorality it will face against all the American civilians. Okay, so um, in some of the previous episodes of this podcast, we've already talked about um, that, you know, we talked about the Blitzkrieg, the German Blitzkrieg, we've talking about the Battle of Britain. So while all of these things are happening in Europe, again, America's still not in the war, are they? Yes. So I'm a Canadian, so I know that Canadians were fighting in the war, but again, America wasn't. So um, when did the Battle of Pearl Harbor happen? When was the attack? And can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, the attack was set on December 7th, 1941. And that that was a date because the this it was it was changed date because for several days because of the immense this the very big the bad seas and um, it was a bad storms and um, the Japanese wanted to do this because uh, they wanted to have the resources in the Philippines and that region and to do that the that the Philippines was a part a cult. A colony of America, and to do that, they'd had to go to war with America. But because the Japanese Navy was still uh, a work in progress, they couldn't just go face to face against the U.S. Pacific Fleet. And because of that, um, they had to do a surprise attack. Okay, so <clears throat> the Japanese um, were uh, 
basically at this point kind of waging war against some other countries, China, um, right? Is that is that correct? Yes. Okay, and they wanted they needed more resources because Japan is uh, an archipelago, a series of small islands, and they didn't have they have limited resources. So I'm I'm just trying to clear this in my own mind because this is new to me. So they wanted the resources in the Philippines, but they knew that <clears throat> the Americans would be protecting the Philippines, and if they attacked the Philippines outright or went in there, they would have to face the American Navy. So they decided it was best to try to destroy the American Navy while it was docked, right? Yes, and that was also a problem because in that era, there was a, a slip of paper which you had to send to the country you are going to attack called the Declaration of War, which was a warning to tell the enemy country saying that we will attack you. But the, what the Japanese did was they sent it right on the date that the attack was going to be, but the the declaration of war was not a proper one. All right, so Kai, I know that you wanted to talk about how the Japanese Imperial Navy and and how they uh, and military how they prepared for this battle. So can you tell us a bit more about that? Um, the the Japanese Imperial Navy uh had it to prepare animals very hard because Pearl Harbor was uh, as I said defended. Uh, is with its natural form, but also since it was such a shallow water, and that the normal to- torpedoes, which are the the underwater um, missiles, which I talked about in the first episode, mm-hmm. um, is that it it wouldn't work. It was too shallow that the torpedo would just hit the water when it was dropped. Okay. So they had to find a way to avoid the the mud flats. So basically if a, a regular torpedo if, if dropped would just hit the bottom. Yes, and okay. it would blow up there and okay. which can cause the plane to be destroyed and the torpedo will not work. Okay. So the Japanese had it to find a way till one Japanese Imperial Navy officer came up with the idea of adding a wooden box at the end of the torpedo which would which will level it out, but there also had it to be immense skill for the pilot to go at very low speeds, uh, like right before the plane will stall out and crash mm. to drop the torpedoes, which have a very dangerous move. Okay. Especially to the the ships they're trying to attack. Okay. And those and they had those special torpedoes had it to be used. Wow, that's really interesting. All right, so for anyone who has watched any documentaries over the years or you've watched the, the Hollywood blockbuster um, Pearl Harbor that I believe starred um, Ben Affleck and Josh Harnett, um, I think that's who it was, um, you often hear about Battleship Row. And I know I've heard about this over the years, Battleship Row in Pearl Harbor. So Kai, can you tell us um, a little more about Battleship Row and the different ships that were, um, American ships that were involved in the, on this day? Um. In the Jap, uh, in the American Pacific Fleet, there were uh, a lot of battleships, which included the USS Arizona, the famous battleship which was uh, destroyed in Pearl Harbor, the USS Oklahoma, the USS Pennsylvania, which was the flagship of the U.S. Pacific Fleet, USS Maryland, USS Utah, and a destroyer, the USS Shaw, and those were the targets of the Japanese Navy, but. They weren't just it. The Japanese also wanted to attack uh, the aircraft carrier uh, USS Lexington, which uh, sank later in the war, USS Enterprise, and USS uh, Exus. And that was their main targets, to sink the aircraft carriers. 
and the that the ships I just said the battleships were part of the battleship row, which is um a line of battleships uh, sitting duck, mm. all lined up right in a good position for attack. Okay. And um that was their main target. All right, so Kai, can you uh, let's talk about the battle itself, the attack? Can you tell me what happened? Um, and the attack was on a Sunday, right after the American sailors were parting. And when the Japanese were the Japanese planes flew over the the bay, they noticed that the the Americans were totally unaware. Uh, even though some some recalled seeing uh, midget subs, which are tiny submarines around the bay, and um, so the American uh, I mean the Japanese planes will um caught them by surprise and they will they made their way down but there was a still a big problem with the attack of uh, the commander sh- uh, who was ordered to shoot one flare for a, su- a successful attack and two flares for a we've been seen but um when he shot the first flare he he noticed that none of the planes were reacting to it so he saw the second one but he but later, all the planes actually saw the first and second one, so they thought that they've been seen. So, which the main order was going to be that the torpedo bombers will go first and attack the ships. Okay. And after the dive bombers, which will dive and attack the targets, will go second. But the order swapped because of this, because they've been, they thought they've been seen. So okay. the dive bombers will go first and then the torpedo <laughs> bombers. And that was a fail because... When the dive bombers hit Ford Island and destroyed all the fighter planes and the seaplanes, um, that caused all that black smoke from the wreckage to block the sight of the torpedo bombers. Oh, okay. Which made it very hard for them to um, hit the ships. Okay. And in the first minute of the attack, um, there was really just dive bombers diving and Americans being surprised and super confused. Okay. And that was uh, a very big issue, and they didn't know what was to- going on. Okay. All right, so um, there was confusion at the initial onset of the attack, but as we know through through history, uh, the Japanese were very successful in um, doing a lot of damage, destroying a lot of ships, um, and, and a lot of American servicemen perished during the battle. So can you tell us um, a bit more about the battle itself, Kai? Um. When uh, when the Japanese torpedo bombers, or which were the uh, the specific do- torpedo bomber, the BN two Kates, which were uh, frequently used in the Japanese Navy, they were lining up their targets and they shot a bunch of torpedoes at the battleship row, which the first ships that were exp- there were a lot there were ships exposed such as the Utah on the very front of the row, and those ships were hit first, and those ships had a uh, um, had ha- had a lot of torpedoes hit in them, and uh, as I said, how the pencil the USS Pennsylvania was the flagship of the the USS uh, the US fleet. Um, they were not actually in the ocean; they were in dry dock, mm. so under repairs when the battle was going on, and uh, they were uh, hidden in the corner, as I should say, and right behind them or in front was two um two uh retired ships and one of them was the Helena which was a mine layer and a mine layer which would do is they drop uh these um orbs full of explosives in the ocean 
which whenever a ship gets near them, it will blow up. Okay. And uh, like make holes in the ships. Mm-hmm. And that that USS Helena was uh, thought to be a sh- destroyer in the Pacific uh, f- fleet and was um, hit tremendously and sank. Okay. And since it was so close to the West Virginia, everyone was super confused. Kai, um, let's let's talk about some of those main battleships because I know from my own knowledge um, of the attack on Pearl Harbor, when I think about the things that happened, of course, uh, the main battleships like the Arizona and things like that that were sunk or the Oklahoma, those are things that pop into my mind. So can you tell us um, a little bit about that? Um, with the USS Arizona, um, o- around eight torpedoes has already struck the hull of it and has already flooded a part of the ship, and it wasn't sinking, it was still stable, but there was one bomb from high-altitude bombers, which was a special bomb that was converted from a naval shell, which was shot from ships, into a bomb, and it was dropped from a very high altitude to gain speed, and hit right in USS Arizona's uh, ammo stores, which are the shells, Mm. and since the USS Arizona was a battleship, Mm-hmm. The, those shells are humongous and has so much gunpowder in them because mm-hmm. they're meant to make holes. Yeah. The explosion was tremendous. And they say that the USS Arizona, when blew up, they say at least uh, 1,000 sailors died in just a blast. Mm-hmm. And it flew, uh, it went out of the water. Like the whole ship lifted up out of the water, didn't uh, it? They said around 14 feet. Wow, which is such a massive thing to move out of the water. Um you we also you had also mentioned to me that there was a ship called the Oklahoma. What happened with that? Um, the USS Oklahoma had um, nine torpedoes struck, and that ninth torpedo caused the ship to capsize. It when is when the ship flips over, mm-hmm. and the underside is facing up, mm-hmm. and that was uh, a very big problem because there are still like hundreds of sailors stuck inside the ship, mm. and um, that was a very major issue. Also, there was another battleship uh, right next to the Arizona, the USS Maryland, which was actually never struck with a bomb and was only really just strafed, which are when planes uh, like shoot bullets at the ground, try to hit humans okay. and do a little bit of damage. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the f- they thought that the fire was going to get caught on the ship from okay. all the, the Arizona's fuel mm-hmm. that it leaked. Um uh, and what uh, and what happened with the Oklahoma later? I'm gonna go back to that. Okay. Is that um, so because of how many how much crew was still stuck in the ship? Uh, they had workers cut holes in the hull of the ship. So this was after the battle. Yeah, right? after the battle. So the American American sailors were coming to try to rescue, like a rescue yeah. mission to rescue the sailors on the Oklahoma. It actually start. It actually started during the battle. Okay. When after the first wave came. Okay. Of planes, they started cutting holes in the hull of the ship, mm. so they can save sailors, which they didn't save many of them, but there were some who were saved. Okay. Um. Also, uh, the Utah was hit and was sunk. And one one ship, which was uh, known a lot and heard, was the USS West Virginia. Okay. Which was of another battleship, and it almost sank. And they they saved the ship, um, and repaired it uh, later on. But the ship was hit tremendous, and they say the water line was about the deck of the ship. Okay. And the deck was already starting to be filled <coughs> with water. Okay. But. This surprise miracle, in 1944, during the end of the World War II, the USS West Virginia, although outdated, uh, was set to sail again.
you know, there's there is so much in this this battle of Pearl Harbor. There's countless movies, documentaries, books written about this topic um, that go in depth into a lot of different things. But today, you've definitely shown us um, a great kind of basic idea of what happened during this battle. So. Yeah, Kai, what else would you like to share with us about uh, the Battle of Pearl Harbor? Um, there were over 2,000 U.S. casualties, which include um, uh, sailors, uh, marines, um, pilots okay. um, during the battle, and over 50 Japanese pilots has mm-hmm. perished during the battle. Okay. All right, Kai, so um, yeah, I guess kind of wrapping things up, this was really the moment... America entered the war, right, Kai? Yes. Um, uh, President Franklin D. Roosevelt um, declared war on December uh, 8th, 1941, against the Japanese, and um, also declared war against uh, Germany the, f- the same week. Okay. And um, I also want to say some of the sources where I got the re- uh, my information. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got some of my uh, res- uh, research from... Everyone's favorite Wikipedia. Of course, yeah, yeah. And I also got some from the book The Quack Core okay. from the author Arthur W. Wells. Okay. Which I recommend you guys to read out there. Okay. And there's also like lots of fantastic videos out there on, mm. on YouTube. Yeah, movies. I'm sure there's lots yeah. of great things like Sim- from Simple History. Simple History. Uh, Yarn Hub has one Yarn called. Yarn Hub. They have one from. Um, the Hangover Pilots. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's an interesting. That's an interesting tale. Those are the two pilots that were played in the movie Pearl Harbor by Ben Affleck and Josh Hartnett. Yes. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So go check out the movie Pearl Harbor, and there's also the famous classic movie about the battle called Tora Tora Tora. Um, and there's a lot of stuff. We'll put some of these resources um, down below uh, in the show notes <clears throat> with all the information. Um, yeah. So we're gonna wrap things up with this episode, episode number five. Kai, great work, great research. Um, you shared a lot of information with us. Um, one thing I first of all want to say is that you probably noticed if you've listened to other episodes of this podcast that our music is different in this one. We've got a, a new theme song that was written just for our, for the, the Who Knew World War II podcast, just for Kai's show. Um, and uh, yeah, so we want to thank the writer of the, of, of the theme song. Who is that, Kai? Um, my music teacher, Mr. Van. So your music teacher, Mr. Van. Thank you, Mr. Van. Um, he is your music teacher um, here at Checo International School, where you're currently a student. And he is also the co-host of his own podcast, which is a music uh, a music history podcast and about a lot of different things, music called Our Mind on Music. And it's a podcast that he does with his friend Leon, and they talk about all things music. So Our Mind on Music. We'll put a link to that below in the show notes as well. It's definitely a bit of a, a different vibe and topic, but it is a lot of great history of music in there. And uh, we want to thank Mr. Van for taking the time to write this amazing theme song and outro song for the, the Who Knew World War II podcast. Um, yeah, let's see. Where else can we? Where, we've got Instagram. We always want to share that with um, you guys. And we, you can also email us at who knew history podcast at gmail.com. So if you got any questions or anything you'd like to say about the show, any feedback, ideas, um, e- throw us an email at who knew history podcast. Follow us on Instagram at who knew WW2, who knew WW2 on Instagram. Um, lots of pictures about each episode there and some different videos and, and um, photos of 
of Kai and me recording the podcast. <clears throat> and this is a real great process. Um, we're happy to share with you guys out there. Any students out there who are listening, if you want to record a podcast, for teachers out there who are listening, who are wanting to get their students into podcasting, um, we definitely we can help out. And you can get some tips and ideas by just going over to our Instagram feed. Um, yeah, so that's it. Of course, this show is available on Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and please leave a review and a rating. Right, Kai? Yes. Please do that. Helps us get noticed. We want to get more people listening. And Kai and I were checking the analytics before this episode. Uh, we recorded this, and we're very happy to have more than 200 downloads. Yes, I am very happy about that, and um, very happy that people are going to be into this topic with the World War II history and and maybe able to share this. Absolutely. Please share this. And like I always say that, share this. If you're a teacher, please share this in any Facebook groups you're in. Share this on your own Facebook. Um, if you're on LinkedIn, Twitter, all those places, share it. Help help the podcast grow. Help support young historians, young podcasters, putting together podcasts where they're teaching people around the world about really important topics. All right, Kai. Well, you did a great job <clears throat> with episode five. It was my pleasure to sit down with you again, Kai. And uh, everyone out there, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. 